Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. With your host, Philip Randazzo. What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. This is your host, Philip Randazzo. And man, am I excited, guys. This is a different type of release. So we're releasing this show on February 5th. And that is because our guest, guys, is one of the most high-level guests that we have had on the show to date. You guys are going to be blown away by the quality of this interview. And guys, that guest that I'm talking about is Mr. Michael Carr. And let me just get into his bio real quick. So guys, Michael Carr is a 24-year-old entrepreneur who has been in the tech industry for the past six years. He is well known for the iPhone app 69 positions, which he developed and launched while still in high school at only 18 years old. And get this, guys, 69 positions now has over 10 million downloads in 155 countries and has been translated into seven different languages. And since the success of 69 positions... Michael has founded and co-founded several additional tech companies after graduating as valedictorian of his high school. He is currently finishing up his undergraduate degree in marketing in order to pursue a JD law degree. You guys, I mean, as you can tell just from the bio, Michael is a high-level dude. Their app, app that he developed, 69 positions, hit number three in all the apps of the entire app store Right literally two months after he released it in 2010, when there was 250,000 apps in the App Store. Just let that sink in, guys. He hit number three in all the apps in the entire App Store. He was number one in categories, number one in countries. The app was translated into seven languages. Just just to fathom the, the impact that this had. All the while, guys, Michael didn't even know how to program or code or anything until a couple months before they they found the idea of the app. I mean, the story's incredible. You guys are about to get knowledge from this interview that normally isn't shared. And Michael, guys, has not yet shared his story to date on any public platform. And he wanted to share his story for the six-year anniversary of 69 Positions. And so with that, guys, we have the pleasure of hearing Michael Carr's fantastic story of how the app came about, how he found his success, and what he was doing that made him different from the rest. So guys, with that, please enjoy my interview with Mr. Michael Carr after a quick word from our sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Fuel 101. Now, guys, if you're looking for a book that's going to help give you a framework to succeed, to reach your goals, to accomplish those things you've always wanted to accomplish, to take that leap of faith, maybe get you out of your comfort zone a little bit, you know, you might be a person that isn't quite sold on personal development books, self-help books, maybe you're a young person who doesn't feel like the books relate to you, you could be any age, Rocket Fuel 101 is a six-step process that's going to propel you towards your goals and stop you from drifting through life. This is one of those books that's going to provide you with a framework. This six-step process is going to help you figure out your passions, pick a trajectory, you know, launch your mission, go ahead, set those goals, 
Go 100% at it. If you're going to bring people along with you, you're going to find a mastermind network. There's so many things that this book is going to give you. You do not want to miss out on getting a copy for yourself. And in sponsoring the show, Rocket Fuel 101 is going to give you 15% off any and all purchases of books, whether it be the hard copy or ebook. All you have to do is go to the Rocket Fuel 101. Numbers rocketfuel101book.com. Again, that's the rocketfuel101book.com. And when you're at the checkout, type in the promo code podcast. That's promo code podcast. You are going to receive 15% off your purchase. And this is something, it's not a one time deal. You will get this no matter how many purchases you make. All right, so here's what I want you guys to do in this order go to the rocketfuel101book.com. Get yourself, your friends, your family, whoever you want, get them a copy of the book, enter promo code podcast, and start reading. You guys don't want to miss out on this. All right. Hello, Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. This is your host, Philip Randazzo. And guys, we have another exclusive one-on-one interview today, and that is with Mr. Michael Carr. Michael, how's it going, man? Good, Philip. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm glad we got you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me and I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. All right, guys. So, as you heard in the the introduction, I mean, Michael is a high-level, he's a, a high-achieving guy. He founded an app when he was still in high school, and the app is called 69 Positions. It has now over 10 million downloads in 155 countries. It's been translated into seven languages. Michael, if you could just for the audience and for myself, just kind of give us a brief background history, kind of where you started and uh, how that led you to where you are today. Sure. Well, um, I'd like to start, uh, before I started working on 69 positions, I started the idea over the summer before senior year of high school to actually just learn how to make apps in general. And this idea, it was inspired to me by an interview I read in, in Wired Magazine about this guy who made the number one app in 2009, and it was called iShoot. It was just a simple game, and this was just a simple, you know, independent developer. He wasn't a part of some large development firm, and this was mostly just possible because the App Store was so new at this time. There was only about, you know, 20,000 apps in the App Store, mm. and so any app really released had the potential of, you know, taking off yeah. with only 20,000 apps in the App Store. And so to get started, what I did was I bought an app or I bought a book on Amazon on how to use Xcode and how to program Objective-C. And these, this is what was basically used to make iPhone apps. And, and right, right away, I hit the first major roadblock here. And that <laughs> was, <laughs> the, the learning curve was just too steep. And uh, so I just decided to kind of set this app idea aside for now. Cause um, you know, I had, I had no idea like what, what to even make at the time. And it, it just seemed like the effort to learn, it just didn't, seemed like it was going to be worth it. Yeah. And and so just took a break for a little bit until a couple months later Chris Artwine, uh one of my best friends then and even still now, he he proposed the idea of the 69 positions app to me. And the 69 positions it was going to be an illustrated guide of 69 different sex positions for your iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> and and so so we researched this idea a little bit, and and we found that there was only one other sex position app in the store at the time, and it didn't even have illustrations. 
It was. And how big was the store at this time? The uh, right now, the store had about sixty thousand apps. Gotcha. I want to say, and um, and so we we did find that there was another sex position app at this time, uh, but it didn't have illustrations, like I said. And it was basically just a list of position names with one sentence descriptions for each. And overall, it just it just wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> and so so at this point, this is when like we really believe that we were onto something. We we thought that if we could successfully launch our 69 positions idea before someone else did something similar, it could just be huge, you know? Yeah. Man, that's uh I mean, such a fantastic idea. And I mean, you guys had Great chances because, like you mentioned, there was only one other app in the same category, and it sounds like it was not, hardly an app at all because it's just some words on a page. I mean, and it's such right. an awesome opportunity for you guys to get in where you get in. But, you know, like we were talking about before the interview started, I mean, it's it's more than just being in the right place at the right time. There's a lot of work that goes into that. But I want to talk about, you know, the early beginning. So you pick up this Wired magazine, and you're reading about how this guy did this, and, you know... Uh, there's probably a lot of people out there listening right now who pick up magazines and read stories and they kind of get inspired and then don't really do anything about it. What prompted you to actually take action on reading that? Like what was so enticing about that, that article that just made you want to learn how to code and create an app? Uh, well, like I said, I, it, it sparked my interest in, um, wanting to learn how to code. Uh, but then, but then it kind of came to a halt once I realized just how much of a time investments yeah. actually creating an app would be um until until the 69 positions idea came to me um by chris and and that was what really was the driving force between i am going to learn how to do this and <laughs> and so then then i guess we'll start going into the development and the release yeah of the app so um so before uh developing the app we we hit this next major roadblock and that was that we were going to make an app with 69 positions illustrated, but none of us were illustrators. <laughs> so, so, so how were we going to design all the positions for the app? Uh, we didn't have a budget for an illustrator. We really had to do this ourselves. And we, we came up with uh, some ideas that weren't so great, like actually, you know, draw, trying to draw <laughs> stick figures and, and, take screenshots and put them into the app and, oh, and that was no good yeah so um then to overcome this obstacle um my idea was to find a vector graphic of human silhouettes that we could just simply drag the body parts into the different positions and uh and finding something like this which i didn't even know if it actually existed but yeah. we found it it took almost in a day and uh that's wow. when i finally i came across uh you know the two the red and orange characters that you see in the app now yep Yep. That's, that's, that's what I found. <laughs> and that is they, awesome. were, uh, yeah, they were literally, it was perfect for these, app, for the app. And, um, I found these characters on a stock photo website. And, uh, so I licensed their unlimited use for only about $20. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And th that was, that was insane for us. Cause we didn't need to hire an illustrator. We could now do it all ourselves. That man, that's huge. Oh yeah. Yeah. And this was, this was a huge, like, we keep hitting these like small roadblocks, but we keep finding ways to overcome them. And so the next thing we did was we broke down the work for the app. And so Chris, the guy who had the idea for the app, he was in charge of illustrations. And so he used the vector graphic that I found to basically position the characters in, in all 69 of the different positions. And then our other best friend at the time, 
uh, Nate Turner, who was also he was also learning app development. Um, he wrote all the descriptions for the positions, and then I continued learning app programming myself to actually develop the app, which yeah. like including you know designing the user interface, all the buttons in the app, how how it works with swiping back and forth to see different positions, and and all that sort of thing, and so. I was actually coding the app uh, while I was reading the book from Amazon, and the book had me coding a bunch of examples. But instead of creating the examples, I was creating pieces that would be used in 69 positions. That's and, brilliant. Uh, yeah. So, so for instance, if the book had me creating like a a list of contacts or whatever that you could scroll through, I instead rewrote the code to display a list of our position names. And so, <laughs> this basically the the uh, book became rather than just learning general app programming, it became a book on teaching me how to make 69 positions <laughs> because of this technique I used. And so because of this, I, uh, I had all the pieces of the app finished before I even finished reading the book from Amazon. Oh my goodness. And yeah, it was, it was crazy. And so we had the app finished uh, before our Christmas break of our senior year in high school. So from start to finish, how long did it take you guys to illustrate, you know, write the description and then code the app? So I originally started learning a little bit of app development early summer of that before senior year. Um, and then I want to say it from start to finish, it probably took us about two months altogether until wow. Christmas break. Yeah. So so it was actually it went by pretty quick, um, especially because I was so passionate about learning and getting this idea out that it it didn't even seem like it was, we were doing 15 hour days on this. It, yeah, it just I, like fun, right? Yeah. And I was just about to say, I mean, for those of you guys listening, this, you know, it sounds like, Oh, we started the app and finished it in two months. No, like it's, that's, that's just the surface level. I mean, you guys had to be putting in 15 hour days, but like you just mentioned, it didn't even feel like work for you guys because this is something you guys were all passionate about and you wanted to get this thing done. Oh yeah, absolutely. There would be some weekends when I would just wake up in bed with my MacBook laptop, program all day long, and and just go to bed. Wow! And uh, you know, it was uh, it was ridiculous how much time we actually put into this app. And yeah, uh, but I mean, all that paid off. I mean, exponentially as as oh, we yeah. are all about to find out in this throughout this interview. But but that's what it takes sometimes, though. I mean, you have to be willing to put in that work and. You know, like we were talking about before the interview, you know, people sometimes give your a lot of your guys' credit to, you know, quote unquote, being in the right place at the right time. And, you know, part of what everyone's going to see throughout this interview is that, yes, these guys were in the right place at the right time because the app store was was fairly new and app development wasn't really a mainstream thing at the time. But on the other hand, I mean, there's so much effort and work and like we're going to talk about marketing that goes into this that, it's not just this. Oh, we thought of this idea and we put it out there, and people started to download. I mean, I, I'm, you know, it's it's so much more than that. Oh, right, absolutely. And um, and like I was saying uh, before the interview, even like these days now, you can just hire an app developer to make whatever app you want for you. But yeah. but back then, there it, it was such a new concept that it was not being taught in any college courses. It was not. Um, something that you could just go on Craigslist and find an app developer for. You had to really just get into it yourself and learn how to do it, which, um, which is crazy, but that's just, that's, that's what the industry was like back then, which worked out great for us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was going to say it. It worked you, out great for you guys. 
Right. If you wanted to put in the work, which, uh, which is what I wanted to do. And, um, so we sat on the app after finishing it, uh, Christmas break, we, we just kind of sat on it for a little bit, uh, trying to tweak it just to make it perfect because for the first thing ever, that's, that's going to get launched in the app store. We wanted it just, you know, to be flawless. We wanted it to yeah. be perfect in, in every way possible. Um, and so we waited a little bit, uh, it, we sent it in, I want to say, uh, probably mid, mid January, even okay. though it was done for about a, about a month before that. Um, but, but at that point we, we figured that it was like, there's nothing more we can do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, uh, we sent it in and then we're just waiting for a response from Apple. And a week later, the first response we get from them is that, uh, that Apple says that they're going to, you know, have to postpone reviewing this a little because it's going to take them a little longer to do that. And, uh, mm. so, so, so we figured, you know, uh Oh, that, that's it. We're not going to get approved. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we thought that there would be no way, like after like taking so long for an approval that, that, you know, we, we just like our, our hopes were shattered yeah. at this point. Um, so, so we just let it sit. Um, and, and we were a little down for a little bit. Uh, and that was until a week later, I received an email in class from Apple that Apple, Apple had actually approved our app and it was now live for sale in the app store at that wow. point of me reading the email. Jeez. And, and yeah, so that was, that was a huge, a huge moment for us. So and, what was, uh, just explain really quick what it was like. I mean, you get that email and I mean, do you immediately go into your phone and download it? And like, what does it feel like to go into the app store and click like download on your own app that you created? It was, it was, um, it's really hard to put the, the feeling into words. It was just like, pure <laughs> ecstasy I almost want to say yeah just to just to see something that we had put so much time and effort into um to finally come to fruitation and and be available for anyone who <laughs> had access to the app store and so of course I had an iPhone at the time so so I was uh one of the first people to download it yeah but um the email notification you're not really supposed to use your phones in class, but uh, but I, I peeked <laughs> at my phone and I, I saw the email from Apple saying it was approved, and and so like right away, Chris was sitting across from me in English class, and I was like, hey Chris, it's in the app store right now, <laughs> and, and so and everyone kind of like knew that we were working on this a little bit, and um, so everyone just got really excited in class, and and uh, class actually took like a five minute break. <laughs> Where uh, where everyone in the class kind of just bought the app, it was no it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I still I still remember that day vividly. It was uh, That's awesome. Yeah, it was Friday, February fifth, two thousand ten. And um, yeah, one significance w- of that date was that it was just you know in time for Valentine's Day, which yeah, which that's is perfect. <laughs> which is yeah, it ended up working out great for us. Fantastic, man. That's such such an awesome story. I mean. I know the feeling like releasing this podcast and stuff. I mean, once you see it live, it's just there's no better feeling than like seeing all the hard work you you put into this thing actually come to fruition and, and be available and people can buy it. And that's so cool. And, you know, it's funny because I, I know you went to um, uh, a private high school. Yeah, and it's a just, private Christian high school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so the idea of your whole class taking a break to download this 69 Positions app is just very <laughs> funny for me to picture in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody everybody got a pretty good <laughs> laugh out of it. That's so. awesome. So, so I mean, how quickly did this thing take off or, or did it take off? I mean, I'm sh- obviously, there's a ton of marketing and work that goes into this. 
so if you could just tell us the story of how how you built this thing up or if it just took off right away, what kind of happened after after it got put in the App Store? Right. So now that we kind of covered uh, the inception of the idea and the development and then the release, uh, I'd like to go in a bit about in the uh, the marketing aspect of it since you can't just release a good product. That's that's not enough. If people don't know about it, it's not going to be successful. And so this is why, you know, release day was so huge for us. Uh, we spread the word to everyone we knew since we did have a decent amount of hype building up to the its release, like I said. Um, and on Fridays, we would actually, every Friday, we would go to uh, In-N-Out. We would call it In-N-Out Fridays, uh, Chris, Nate, and I. So <laughs> on this awesome. very special Friday, we went to In-N-Out, and uh, we, were, we were having a little celebration. And I remember Nate even announced on the loudspeaker at In-N-Out that, uh, that our app <laughs> 69 Positions <laughs> was just released in the App Store. And uh, so everyone in the place just started cheering. It was pretty funny. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was crazy. We we definitely got a couple sales out of that, and everyone was congratulating us. And uh, so in total, on the first day, we received forty sales. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's a good start. It's a great start. Uh, it's a it's a great yeah, foundation so, to build on. Oh yeah, and uh, so the app was priced at one ninety nine dollar ninety nine cents at this time, of which Apple takes a thirty percent cut. And uh, these forty sales were actually enough to put us in the top 200 of the lifestyle category wow. for the app store and yeah so that that seemed pretty impressive to us um that that took our uh, our little marketing reach from like our friends and and uh people in las vegas to uh, more of a global one basically anyone browsing the lifestyle category in the app store would would now see our app yeah that's huge oh yeah and so um the real marketing push for the app began after this first day and uh, one other important thing that I did was uh, to help gather early app reviews um, was I posted a ton of free promo codes for the app online to a bunch of different popular websites. Um, like, I don't know if listeners remember, but dig.com was really yep. <laughs> popular back then. Now reddit.com really yep. has, has pretty much replaced it all. But just websites like dig, uh, websites like just random internet forums where people would discuss new and cool apps. I was just giving away the app for free. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's probably like the modern day equivalent of people giving out their mixtapes for free just to get yep. some exposure. Same same idea, except uh, in the app world. And um, although these app downloads with promo codes didn't affect the app rankings, so it, it didn't give us a boost in app rankings, we were still able to get a ton of positive ratings and reviews from just giving out these promo codes. Yeah, which is absolutely huge because, I mean, when people, I mean, for instance, I know in my personal experience, when I'm browsing apps in my phone, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the app, but then I'm also looking at the reviews and, and how many stars the app has. So oh, yeah. just, yeah, so because your app wasn't getting a boost, you were still getting some value there because now your app has a lot more ratings and reviews. Right, and and all these new people were seeing 69 Positions you know, listed in the lifestyle category, but if it doesn't have any reviews or ratings, are people willing to spend a dollar ninety nine on it? Probably exactly. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, probably not. So that's why all these early re- reviews and ratings were so important. And then, because of the category ranking and and the giveaway promotion, we were now seeing sales pretty much double every single day. Wow! And after almost two weeks of this, the app stabilized at a couple hundred sales a day, and. Um, I knew I knew something more had to be done. And so <laughs> this is when I created the free light version of the app. 
um, which is awesome. still available in the App Store now. It's um, so you have the the paid version, and now you have the light version. And the light version is basically just a stripped down version of the paid, mm-hmm. with a, with just a couple positions. And the goal is to encourage people to upgrade, to you know unlock all sixty nine positions. Exactly. Yeah, and so and so I was doing a, a lot of research into the few resources available for app marketing at the time. I found that the most effective time for an app to go on sale is when it's doing well, rather than when it's struggling. And so for this reason, I launched a 50% off sale timed a couple days after the release of the light version. Wow. And and you know, it's so funny because people out there listening, I know even I sometimes assume that, you know, oh, you put something on sale when sales aren't going well. But it's it's funny that you heard that because I think that's so important. I mean, now that you have this light version out and now that this thing is 50% off, it makes total logical sense that someone is more willing to buy. But for some reason or another, a lot of us are turned off to putting our things on sale unless we absolutely need the money. And then all of a sudden now it's time to put it on sale. Right. And and one reason for that is people believe that selling a product for cheaper, you will be making less money. But yeah, so for this reason, I launched a 50% off sale timed a couple days after the release of the light version. And since the light version launched, we actually did see a boost in the app sales out of the plateau that we were previously seeing. So it was just, you know, the perfect time to do this sale. And at this point, we were about, I want to say three weeks away from the original release of the app. The app was ranked in the top 10 of the lifestyle category for wow. both paid and the free version. And uh, But we still had not broken into the top 25 overall apps. And, and that was really our goal at this point. We wanted to get in the top 25. No matter no matter what it took, we were going to get there. That's awesome. And, uh, because the, and this was so important for us was because the, the top 25 apps were the only apps displayed – um, on the front page of the app store. So anyone going into the app store, you will see these top 25 apps. We wanted that to be us. And we figured like with, with so much momentum right now, we can just continue it on and, and hopefully we'll, we'll reach our goal. And so, so right now we were making enough in sales to reinvest. I want to say about a thousand dollars a day, which is a pretty significant amount yeah, uh, in, I'll say. Into, into in-app advertising in other apps rated 17 plus. And, um, at this time there's only really one major mobile advertising company. Uh, so this made us, it made it a really easy decision on which like mobile ad platform we were going to go with. Yeah, These that, days that, there's, <laughs> right. There's, there, there's like probably a thousand. Oh yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, I wouldn't even know where to begin to look for that. Mm-hmm. So it's almost a blessing that there was only one and you just said, all right, let's go. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, so we did hit a little roadblock here. Um, was that despite the ad platform allowing us to target apps rated 17 plus, which is what 69 position was, we were unable to use the words sex and 69 in our little ad. Ah, <laughs> so, so. <laughs> so, so we couldn't, we, we could have just given up right there and not like advertise at all. But um, fortunately, the word filter was, was automatic. So I simply, I rewrote the ad to say, the best guide to love positions exclamation ah. point at the end yeah and uh it, it did have our little app icon attached to it too which was a 69 yep. and uh because the system was automatic it, it just got approved which which was incredible there you and go. um yeah so so this ad linked to the full version so or the paid version of 69 positions 
And this lasted for one day and we saw that it almost had zero impact on sales. Huh. And we were, we were spending more on ads than we were seeing in return. And the reason for this I found was that people were clicking on ads in free apps and they were looking for other free apps to download. They weren't using a free app. Oh, clicking makes on an advertisement. Right, right. They weren't, they weren't going to pay for an app after just using a free app, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and so I was quick to fix this. Um, on day two of our ad campaign, I, uh, I rewrote the banner ad to say free, <laughs> all capital letters, yep. <laughs> guide to love positions. And, uh, and it still had the R69 logo on the side. And uh, this, this tactic, we were actually able to get away with this loophole uh, until Google purchased this ad platform <laughs> and prevented any adult-themed <laughs> apps from being advertised. Oh, boy. So, yeah, so we were really lucky to be able to, to use that ad pl- platform while we could. Um, because this is really, this is the ad campaign that reached hundreds of thousands of people a day and, and took us to being number one in the lifestyle category wow, for both. Is, the, yeah, it was, it, and this was just for the, both the free and the paid versions. This wasn't just for the free version. And, um, this was because the light version had a very high conversion rate over to the paid version. So as people were downloading the light version due to the ad campaign, they were quickly converting over. Man, that's um, awesome. Which yeah, it, it was it was really great, and um, this was also cool because uh, once uh, once we came the number one app in the lifestyle category, um, the the icon for lifestyle became our giant sixty nine logo. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah, so so now anybody looking at any of the categories would see uh, a big sixty nine next to lifestyle, and I'm sure you know that probably got a lot of clicks for us. Oh, I'm sure well. it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so moving on a little bit, uh, despite the app only being in English at this time, it was actually doing surprisingly well around the world as well because um, I guess just people saw the uh, the positions and, and wanted to see more, you know, yeah. even though it wasn't in their language. It's like uh, <laughs> you, find a, you find a cool Japanese app and, and you don't really know what it's all about, but, uh, but you can see the pictures. So Yeah, exactly. So it's entertaining, yeah. And so um, I decided it would be a good idea to start translating the app into the languages where we were seeing the most downloads. And so these languages included like Japanese, French, Italian, Spanish, German, and even Turkish, which which, uh, you might not have guessed, but it was uh, the number one app in Turkey after we translated the app into Turkish. Jeez. Uh, Yeah, it was was crazy. That is incredible. and this um, this really boosted our international sales, and now our international sales were making about two thirds of all our sales. Wow, which, that's that is crazy. Yeah, it 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 was it was so it was uh, like an international sensation almost. Yeah, and, uh, uh, not even almost. I mean, with with two thirds and being number one in different countries, that is just that blows my mind. That you know, some some high schoolers could put all this together and you know, back it with a lot of, I mean, and that, and that from what, what I'm getting from the story is like, it's such thoughtful action that you guys are all taking. It's like, you don't just put the app out there and hope that it does well. And you, you guys keep hitting these, these little roadblocks. And a lot of times people get so down by the roadblocks and they just kind of stop what they're doing. But you guys so quickly, it seems like just maneuver and, and find your way around it and use it to your advantage. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's um just one kind of point that I want to hammer in there is that um after after you put something out there to the public, you really can't just sit on it. You really have to do all these minor things that add up into something huge. 
to to really see success with whatever you put out there, you know? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's I, I couldn't agree more. It's like, you know, a lot of people have dreams of doing things and, you know, they get they might get motivated. Like, for instance, in your story, I mean, you see the Wired uh, magazine article, you, you get motivated. You're like, man, I want to build an app. You get the the Amazon book and then you're like, okay, well, this is a steep learning curve. I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm just going to stop. And I feel like a lot of people get to that place and they just stop. But if right. you just keep going at it, if you just keep putting that action in place, mm-hmm. I mean, the, literally the sky is the limit. I mean, if you had, if you just stopped, I mean, you wouldn't have been the number three app in, in the entire app store. I mean, you wouldn't have sold, you wouldn't have had 10 million downloads. I mean, it's just absolutely insane that, you know, some people stop so close to, you know, achieving their goals at such a high level. Right. And, uh, and we don't even stop there because still at this point we weren't in the top 25 and, um, oh, yeah, so I'm, one giving thing, away, I'm giving away sneak previews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so one thing, one thing I learned while, uh, while doing my research into app marketing was that the lifestyle category, which we were now number one in, it was relatively small compared to the entertainment category, uh, which explains how we could be, you know, number one in lifestyle, but still not in the top 25 apps overall. And, um, so this, this was when I decided to make a major, I took a major chance at this point and, uh, I switched the category of 69 positions from lifestyle to entertainment. And, and this could have been catastrophic if it meant that the app ranking would be reset due to, you know, the category switch, but luckily it didn't reset. We, we ended up, um, I, I want to say we started around ranked number 100, in uh in the entertainment category and then we just we quickly just shot up and um probably just a couple days later we we were the number one entertainment app wow that is crazy yeah and and that that was just insane so now not only had uh did we have the 69 next to the lifestyle category but now we had the 69 next to the entertainment category (laughs) and so so 69 positions has been the number one lifestyle app and the number one entertainment app in the app store. That's <laughs> it, insane. It was, just, it was absolutely crazy. And so, and how uh, many apps were in the app store at the time that you guys hit number one in entertainment? Uh, so, when we hit number one at entertainment, we continued uh, this momentum and we got all the way to the number three overall app in the app store for the paid Sheesh. version and number four overall app for the light version. And so, so we pretty much had the free ver- the free apps and and the paid apps where we were front page on both, and Jeez. this was this was out of two hundred fifty thousand apps at the time. Two hundred fifty thousand apps. I mean, that is from to be a bunch of high school kids who you know put together an app in a couple months. And I mean, for someone to say you know, and I think it's so funny, like we were talking about before, for someone to say that it's all about like oh they it was they were just in the right place at the right time. I mean. I'm sorry, but for 250,000 apps out there, there's no way that just being in the right place at the mm-hmm. right time is going to bring you to number three in the entire app store for your paid version and then number four for your light version. I just I, – I cannot believe that. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I want to say this this all happened um, – we were number three and number four. It was March and April 2010, so it, it really didn't take that long for us wow, to – Yeah, literally it took two months. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and, and so, so someone on the outside, they, they might see, oh, they just released an app and it took off, but they don't, they don't see all the little things 
that how to go into these marketing campaigns and all the little things that I did here and there, yeah. um, which are the, the real reason that, that drove the success of the app. Because I know a lot of people will try to downplay its success saying, oh, it's, it's a, it's, you know, it's a sex app or whatever. Of course, of course it did well. Well, there was thousands and thousands of sex related apps in the app store, but for some reason we were the only one in the top 25. So clearly, yeah, clearly there's more to the story there. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and that's, I think a perfect way to, to show that it's just not about being in the right place at the right time and having an app that's so different from everybody else that everyone's just downloading. It. I mean, there's thousands of sex related apps out there and you guys boost yours to the level that it got to. I mean, and I think you, you hit it perfectly when you talk about it. it's, it's all about the little things. And I, I find that day in and day out. It's people think that you have to make these major drastic changes for things to happen, but it's, it's the little things it's, it's from changing, you know, your, your banner ad in the free apps to be your, your light version because people in free apps want to download free apps. I mean, it's exactly, and, you know, the change from lifestyle to entertainment could be seen as a big change and it was, but at the same time, it's, you know, that's, that's a little detail that a lot of people might overlook. They might say, Oh, I'm the number one lifestyle app. I got my logo next to lifestyle. I'm just going to hang out here and, and, you know, just collect my, my monthly check. But you guys didn't do right. that. You continued to innovate. Right. And, and just the driving goal behind that was we wanted to get in the top 25 and, and we were finally there. We, we did it. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, even now, six years later, um, on the anniversary of six time positions, the app is still ranked in the top thousand out of 1.5 million apps currently in the app store. Gracious. That is which crazy. I, which, which, yeah, I think that is just insane. Just based off all the, all the work and effort we put in six years ago is still, still paying off. And I just, you know, the, the story I think is, is pretty, pretty insane. I wanted to get it out there and just, just let people know, you know, Oh, that, uh, most definitely. If you have an idea, just just run with it. It it because even though, you know, there there was a lot of work involved. I I didn't I wasn't you know an app developer before this. I I'm just a I'm just a normal person like anyone else. It, it was just me. I wasn't working with a app development company. I it, it I learned this on my own and went ahead and got through all the roadblocks and finally just did it. Got it out there marketed it nonstop till we hit our goal. And, and that was that. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's such a, it's, it's literally a crazy story and it's such an incredible, inspiring story because, you know, you, you put forth all this work and it's, I just think it's such an awesome story. You didn't even know how to develop apps and you pick up this book cause you saw this magazine article. I mean, there's so many things that fell into place, but it all was backed by action. And by putting forth such an effort early on, you're still seeing the residual from that six years later. And I mean, I, I, that's just so, so awesome. I'm at a loss for words. I mean, congratulations for all the success you, you guys have had. And thank you for choosing, you know, the, the Yield Mastermind Talks platform to release this on the anniversary. I think people are really going to, I mean, I don't even think, I know people are going to enjoy hearing this and they're going to get inspired and they're going to understand that just because you have a dream to do something and you don't have much expertise or knowledge in that area, it doesn't mean it needs to stop you. You can still go out and make something happen. Right, exactly. And I feel like so many people have all these ideas from, from what I found, everyone seems to have an app idea or everyone has, <laughs> has an idea, you know, for something that they want to do on their own and, and they, they reach a roadblock and, and they, they give up. Yeah, when, no, 
when you, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you, you can't just give up there. There's, there's so much opportunity, um, with your ideas. You, you really just need to go for it. Yeah, man. I, I could not agree more. Oh man. All right, guys. So here's the deal. We got Michael Carr in the house and, uh, I'm going to stop him right there because we can talk for a whole lot longer about a lot more stuff. And guys, you are in luck. So here's what we're doing. This episode is being released on the six year anniversary of 69 positions. And we are going to have a part two with Mr. Michael Carr in the very near future coming to you guys soon. So here's what we're going to do, Michael. If it's all right with you, we're going to go into the rapid fire questions here. And then uh, we are going to bring you back on the show for part two because there is just so much more that that I would love to dive into. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. All right, guys. So, So here we go. Let's get into these rapid fire questions. So, Michael, when you think of the word successful, who is the first person that comes to mind? Uh, Steve Jobs, without a doubt. I think Steve Jobs is just, you know, the ultimate embodiment of entrepreneurial success. And it's that I can't even <laughs> trying to think of another person. I can't even it's just Steve Jobs all the way. I mean, he's he's just in such a, a different playing field. It's I mean, he's literally playing his own game. I think that's a fantastic answer. So, uh, Michael, what is uh, the book that you gift the most or a book that you recommend the most? Uh, the book I recommend the most, I would say, is actually a book that was gifted to me myself by by a fellow entrepreneur, and it's called Contagious by Jonah Berger, and it, it's basically about why ideas go viral, and I would pretty much recommend it to anyone who has something of their own to market, whether it be uh, an app, uh, a blog, even a podcast, a store, you know, just anything, because yeah. anything could could benefit from going viral. And that's exactly what happened with 69 Positions. It went viral. And what I was finding as I was reading this book was that all these concepts sounded so familiar uh, from when I was doing the work in and out to market 69 Positions. That's that's incredible. I mean, it's funny that reading the book after the fact, after you'd already done all this, um, it's just crazy that it relates so perfectly. It's crazy and it's not because I think you're right. Anyone who's looking to benefit uh, from going viral needs to check out something like this because that's that's the world we live in nowadays. I mean, with social media and the internet, you you have to go viral. And I think your app is such a testament to that. I mean, you guys launched the thing February 5th and then by uh, March and April, you guys are, you know, already number one in certain categories and number one in different countries. I mean, that is the definition of going viral. So it's a fantastic Fantastic answer. And guys, obviously, for those of you listening, I'm going to link to to everything that Michael is talking about in the show notes. But with that, let's move on to the next question. So, uh, Michael, what one podcast or online resource like, um, you know, a YouTube channel or something would you recommend? Um, You know, just just uh, for for information, I would say people should watch TED Talks. They're a, a great way for anyone you know, just looking to learn about new and interesting ideas in their spare time. And they really just cover a a vast multitude of different topics. And you might actually find some inspiration for ideas of your own just by watching TED Talks. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more. I've I watch TED Talks regularly because it's fantastic information from thought leaders and people who have already achieved such incredible things. I think that's a great answer. And so, Michael, if you had to pick one part of your daily routine to do for the rest of your life, if you could only do that one thing and nothing else, what would it be and why? If I could only do one part of my daily routine for the rest of my life, it would have to be keeping a daily to-do list. 
And mm. uh, this has this has really been key in keeping me organized and on top of what I need to get done every day. I without a to do list to guide me through the day, I would literally be lost, especially with all these responsibilities piling up and, and things I need to get done. This really just keeps me on top of things. So if there's anyone out there that, that doesn't keep a daily to-do list and feels like they could, you know, potentially benefit from getting their life a little more organized, I would say find the your favorite to-do app and go for it. I, man, I couldn't agree more. And I'm I'm one of those people who, you know, we have so much going on in our lives nowadays and everything moves at such a fast pace. I have benefited immensely from keeping a daily to-do list. And like you said, there's so many different apps and tools out there that you can use to keep a daily to-do list. I think that's a fantastic answer. Everybody who's listening who needs to get more organized, definitely a practice that you could benefit from. And as you can see, I mean, high achievers like Michael are doing it. I think it's something you got to look into. So let's switch gears a little bit here, and uh, I'll ask you, what is your favorite movie? Uh, so one of my favorite movies, I guess, um, is called The Pursuit of Happiness, starring Will Smith. And uh, I saw this movie when I was 15 years old, and uh, it really inspired me to believe that hard work and perseverance as an entrepreneur will lead to success in even the hardest of circumstances. And that that's something that I feel was a, a great lesson to learn when I was that young. And that kind of really guided me into starting to do my own things. Like as you saw, when I was 18 years old, I started learning app development on my own. Or, um, you know, you just things like that. Just It, it starts to get you thinking outside the box and uh, thinking into more of the mindset of an entrepreneur. Yeah, no, mo- most definitely. And I mean, Taking on learning to develop co- or write code and develop apps, I mean, that is not something that any person can just pick up and be good at. You have to put in the work, and that is a fantastic movie. I, I saw it when I was young myself, and I I mean, if, if everyone could just see something like that, just to understand that no matter where you come from, if you can put in the work and maintain that effort and, and have the vision and that, that dream or goal in mind, you're, you're going to get it done. It's going to happen. Exactly. All right. So... If you had to bring in a partner to your business and it had to be a professional athlete, who would it be and why? Um, well, if Olympic athletes are considered as well, I would say uh, Usain Bolt. And he is a sprinter who I watched break the world record for the 100-meter dash multiple years in a row. And I believe people can just benefit from just the motivation and energy of being around someone who is the absolute undisputed best at what he or she does. Yeah, you know, most definitely. Oh man, I couldn't agree more. He's uh, and and I mean, he does it so casually too. And and what's funny is people, you know, when he would break those records, he would kind of stare into the camera and slow down at the end of his races, which I thought was hilarious. And people right. kind of gave him gave him some uh, some slack for it. But it's like you don't see, you don't understand the work that this guy put in when he wasn't on the track in order to be able to do that. And so you know, he exactly. is. Yeah, he he is the definition of a high achiever. So fantastic. All right, Michael. So we have reached the end here of part one of our interview series. And uh, where can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Um, Well, if anyone wants to get in contact with me, I actually deactivated my Facebook. Um, So the best way probably to reach me would be just, just send me an email. My email is michael at car.cc. That's K-A-R-R dot C-C. And uh, it it might take me a while to reply since I do get a lot of emails. Even uh, I still get emails 
every day from uh, daily feedback from 69 positions that I respond wow. to. But, uh, <laughs> but I will, yeah, I'll definitely respond whenever I do have a chance. Fantastic. Awesome. All right. So we always have our guests uh, end the show with their favorite quote. So, Michael, what is your favorite quote? My favorite quote, it's, um, it's actually a Steve Jobs quote. And it's, everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. And you can build your own things that other people can use. Once you learn that, you'll never be the same again. Wow. There you have it, guys. No better way to end the show. Michael, thank you so much for coming on. We all really appreciate you sharing your insight and wisdom into what it takes to be successful and what it takes to achieve at the highest level. We greatly appreciate it. We cannot wait to have you back on for part two. Guys, be on the lookout for that. And with that, guys... If you are looking for more information about the Yield Mastermind group, please check out yieldmastermind.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Yield Mastermind. And then, of course, on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Please subscribe. Please rate the show. And with that, we will see you guys next week.